Welcome back to the Suraj Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how the young Hargobind made a vow to kill Chandu and enact revenge for his father's death. Chapter 41 now starts off describing how this news of Guru Arjan's passing had reached Kadur Sahib, Govnaval Sahib, two spots where the descendants of Guru Angad and Guru Amardashi lived. Everyone who came to know this news of Guru Arjan's passings, uh, they were all struck with grief. They all wanted to get to Amritsar as quickly as possible, so some of them jumped on carts, some on horses. They did whatever they could, and they came to Amritsar crying, yelling. They were hitting both of their hands on their head in sorrow. The women of these villages, they came immediately to see Mata Ganga in her residence, Guru Arjan's wife. They chatted about the virtues of Guru Arjan to her, and all of them had tears in their eyes. Mata Ganga, though, she was a great soul. She attended to them and then said to them, Do not be sad. Listen to me. Whatever happens, that happens with the command of the Guru of the world, Guru Arjan. They were not just an ordinary man. They came into this world as an all-powerful and all-invincible being. And they came here and they did what they had to do and then they went back to the divinity. They don't come and go according to anyone else's will. They dispense bliss to all those in pain and always grant salvation to their servants. Guru Arjan has their praise spread across the whole world like moonlight. Their lotus-like feet are the root of happiness to their servants. They have placed on top of the sinner Chandu's head a great debt and then traveled up to the afterlife in contentment. Mata Ganga said this to all the women um, from Guru Angad's and Guru Amrdashi's lineage. They all heard it, and then they all started to speak again about Guru Arjan's virtues. Sikh congregations were now coming in from all around the subcontinent into Amritsar. Every day, more and more Sikhs were streaming into the city. There were thousands here now. All the Sikhs were getting together, and remembering Guru Arjan's passing, talking about the stories, and they were extremely sad. The exalted, moon-like radiant Hargobin would hold the divan, the court session, every day. They had laid out many sheets for the congregations to sit on, and every day, no matter what time it was, there was a communal kitchen, serving food non-stop. Whenever anyone wanted to eat, they could go there and eat. The Sikhs were bringing with them offerings for the Guru's house, the Guru's house, which at this time had endless costs. They were now feeding countless people. You couldn't add up the expenses that were placed on the Guru's house at this point. Guru Hargobind started here uh, a new tradition, the first Sahajpat, a reading of the Guru Granth Sahib from start to finish. And he assigned Baba Buddhaji as the main reader. There were many Rababis who were also in Amritsar. They were singing Kirtan. And there were also some Sikhs who had trained to become Ragis, and they were also singing Gurbani as well. There was an unbroken chain of devotional worship occurring here in Amritsar, and whoever would listen to it would be liberated. And this continued on for about 13 days until the recitation of the Adgrant, the Poti Sahib at that time, was completed. The master of the world, Hargobin, in order to maintain the traditions of the world, had called all the congregation together, as well as the local city council, council the politicians, if you were, the, of the city of Amritsar, the panchayat, and he sat them close as well. 
He had great amounts of prashad made and this was distributed to everyone. So on this uh, 13th day, Baba Buddha Ji finished the reading of the Ad Granth by Gurdas, then stood up and performed the Ardas, a prayer, while Baba Buddha Ji was waving a whisk over the Ad Granth. When, ba- when Pai Gurdas finished the Ardas, everyone then bowed their heads. And Baba Buddha Ji then placed uh, over the Ad Granth a Ramal, a sheet. And then the Ragis started to sing Gurbani and they sang Anansayab. And then they did Ardas again. The exalted Hargoman then picked up some very fine fabrics and shawls. Some were silk with fancy gold embroidery. And some were Kashmiri shawls as well. And he got up and he gave them first. He gave some of the fabrics, the shawls to Baba Buddha Ji as an offering for performing the Sehaj part. And then uh, Baba Buddha Ji then wore this on his body. Guru Hargobind started this tradition that uh, after someone passes away, they would do a Sehaj part. And then he gave all the other Sikhs who also recited Gurbani, he gave them very fine clothing as well. Then uh, Prashad was distributed to the whole congregation who then ate it with great love. And this, and in this way, Guru Hargobind carried out this tradition as a funeral rite for his father. Then the, the Starbandi ceremony, the turban tying coronation ceremony commenced. All the close relatives of the Guru's house then were called closer. The, all the locals from the city of Amritsar were also called and seated very close to Guru Hargobind. The Masans were called and they came and placed in front of the young Hargobind a seli topi, a hat with a thread which is tied under the neck to secure the hat. It was worn by fakirs, uh, Sufi Muslims, as, as well as others as general sadhus, holy men in India. Along with this topi, this hat, they brought with them a mala, a rosary, as well as a manji a seat which the Guru then would sit on in front of the congregation. Everyone was looking at this when the Masans came up to the front and placed these items in front of the young uh, Guru Hargobind. He looked at it and he giggled a little bit before looking at Baba Buddhaji, who was standing in front of him. And he said it very loudly so everyone could hear, but he said it to Baba Buddhaji and he says, What have the Masans brought here? They still don't know that I won't wear these items like the previous gurus. So many enemies have arose out of the Mughal Empire. Look what they have done to my father, Guru Arjun. I will quickly enact revenge on them. But how will I do this without weapons? I will kill those who are against the saints. I will hold weapons, not rosaries. The Kshatriya warriors of old used to have a kingdom. They used to practice the art of warfare greatly. But as soon as they gave up this practice, the Turks were able to stroll in and take away the kingdom from us. They conquered all the lands. And with their military power, they didn't allow anyone else to hold their place in battle. But now, I will instruct all my Sikhs to hold and adorn weapons. I'll train, and I'll give them the tradition of training in warfare. We'll pitch fierce battles and destroy many of our enemies. And with the Guru's protection, our Sikhs will earn a great kingdom. Baba Buddhaji then responded saying, Only with your permission will anything occur. But these items here that they present to you, the Masans, these are 
the traditions held by the previous five gurus. You may do as you wish if you want to start a new tradition of adorning weapons and fighting our enemies. Everyone will recognize and obey your command as you wish. Listening to this, Guru Hargobind then laughed and uh, he puts both of his hands together. He, then he bows down to these items and this, the items being the selitopi, the hat, the mala, the rosary, and the manji, the seat. He then told a servant to take these items and then place them in the Guru's treasury so that after these items were taken there, Baba Buddhaji, he got up, he did in Ardaz a prayer taking the names of the previous five Gurus. He then grabbed a very fine, very beautiful dastar, a turban, which was embroidered along the edges in gold thread. The fabric was very fine, and then Baba Buddhaji tied this on Guru Hargobind's head. Then the, the descendants of Guru Amradashi's family tied the dastar on Guru Hargobind along with the son Datu uh, of Guru Angad. Other six then came and take their turn as well, along with the city council, the panchayat, the community leaders, the masans. Drums were now sounded off and everyone was in bliss seeing this tradition, the coronation of Guru Hargobin. The sadness about the passing of Guru Arjun was slowly being dissipated because everyone was now look, looking at and celebrating Guru Hargobin's ceremony. But after the ceremony, all the masans, they went to Mata Ganga, the mother of Guru Hargobin. Mata Ganga treated them with great respect. She sat them close to her considering them all her sons. All the Musans, they clasped their hands together and one of them spoke out to say, O oh mother, hear us and, and think about this carefully. The Turk Empire, the Mughal Empire is widespread and very powerful. If we lose favor with them, where will we hide? Their kingdom is like a Chakravarti kingdom, a kingdom which roams and conquers the land from wherever they ride up against. So against them would be one thing. And then another thing would be going against their very powerful Divan, their very powerful minister, Chandu, who killed Guru Arjun in his house. He's a great enemy and a vi very vile person who has committed a vicious crime. He'll start a mess for us. He's not afraid of anyone and he does whatever he wants. Thousands of people are subordinate to him. He's very powerful and within the inner circle, close to the Emperor Jahangir. But Guru Hargobind has vowed to kill him, and he made this known to everyone here. Chandu is going to hear about this, and he's going to come after us, wreaking havoc over here. And the prince, is, he's only of young age, but now he's got this in his head to adorn and hold weapons, adopting a warrior lifestyle. He doesn't even have an army. How's he going to fight a war? He's without a kingdom, any territory, which you know, from which we could receive revenue, or men to fight with. So what strength will he fight with in this battle that he wants? If the emperor hears of this, he'll be pissed off. And Jandu will lie some more and exaggerate this into a bigger problem. Both of them are really powerful. If we piss them off, we won't have anywhere to go. So when we all heard Guru Hargobind say this vow, we all just stayed quiet. We didn't speak anything in front of them. But you should speak to him when he's alone with you. Make him happy, then convince him that we cannot live like this if he continues. Look what happened to Guru Arjun. None of us had any power to help him at that time. 
So he should just carry on and do whatever the previous gurus have done and liberate his Sikhs. Listening to this, Mataganga then replied saying, While it's appropriate for me to say something as he's my son, he's also the master of the world and all-powerful, totally imbued with the power to perform miracles and is not under the power of anyone else. I'll ask him very sweetly and try to explain to him and if he stops, then he stops, but if he doesn't, then that's fine too. Listening to this, all the Masans then stood up, they bowed down before leaving. Mata Gangaji, at that point she was alone, sitting there, remembering her late husband Guru Arjan, she began to tear up. And that's how chapter 43 then concludes. In the next chapter we'll hear how Guru Hargobind then sits on the throne, the Akal Takat. And that's where we'll pick up next time, but we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Guru